Welcome to the Musician-Centric Podcast. We are two freelance violists living and laughing our way through conversations that explore what it means to be a professional musician in today's world. I'm Steph. And I'm Liz. And we're so glad you've joined us. Let's dive in. It's always an awkward start, <laughs> feels like. It's like, how do we start this if we're not like gossiping before? I know, I know. Yeah, for, for our friends who only listen to Mozart episodes or Mozart recap episodes, <laughs> we do a lot of chit chat before we get into the the real deal in an interview. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, that part is not fit for general consumption. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> But when we do these, we just jump right in to these crazy. Yes. yes. And that's kind of how I felt when this started. Crazy. Because, you know, you know nothing about this episode. It's called It All Depends on You. And what we see at first is Rodrigo in rehearsal. He's on the um, he's on the um, the podium. He's conducting. And the musicians are not playing. And I wrote, oh, my God, they're not playing exclamation point, exclamation point, like five exclamation points. <laughs> And then, oh, okay, this is a dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny too because they're like, uh, at first, at first they're like, oh, ha ha, we're just kidding, and then it yeah. like gets really dystopian, like, right, like uh, Betty's chewing on a celery stalk really loudly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At first, I thought it was like a protest, right? Like, like a like a like a union like as like a strike contract yeah. negotiation. Me too protest and then it was like no this is a nightmare yeah well i mean that would be a nightmare too <laughs> i mean that would definitely be a nightmare also i feel like he was kind of feeling like he was in a nightmare even when he woke up yes yes so warren in the dream warren hits him with a with a conducting baton it's like and he wakes what up i do and he's in bed and he's in bed with the drum circle girl so this is this is a direct continuation of the last episode yep. where you know he falls into bed with her um gloria calls on the phone and she's like uh what are you doing yeah she's like what you doing hey, buddy what's what's going on over there <laughs> well apparently the super or the landlord or whoever has called her reporting that he's having some sort of orgy, <laughs> party orgy? oh can i back up for a second though yes did you catch this quote that this this drum circle girl says to him about his skin. She says How, it's, it's like, a good. It's like I don't understand. It. She says it's like a goat skin pouch where I can keep all my jewels. I don't know. <laughs> She's done some experimenting with some illicit substances. I think <laughs> it's. I wonder if he had a moment of being like, "Am I too old for this?" Like I there was. <sighs> So yes, well, that comes later in the episode for sure. <laughs> okay, so but, yeah, the it's not an orgy though. I I didn't know what to expect as we were walking out to the living room with Rodrigo. Right. Yeah. Well, what we see is that there's a party still raging in his apartment, still going strong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the super, Mister Hamburg, Mister Hamburg, he's like the landlord of the super. He's come to tell him. That he's finally no, evicted. No more Bacchanals in his apartment. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know. It was really interesting. <laughs> that whole interaction with Rodrigo was like, he's looking around and he's trying to tell them to leave. And he's like, nobody's listening to me. 
And then he's like, I wonder if he thought I was still in a dream. Uh, maybe. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he said, it's a sign, which I, I love about him. You know, so it's like, okay. Yeah. He, d- he does seem like he's on your wavelength. He's not attached. He's not attached to the apartment. He's just like, okay, I, I can't be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. So he packs up. Time to go. He tells everybody to get out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then we, we transition over to a scene, uh, with our girls and Bradford mm-hmm. and, um, I wrote down, is Bradford actually like kind of adorable? Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan. I was not until this episode, but th- from that first scene when he's like so jet lagged and so tired, the- their interaction was like very, very cute. I Yeah. I, I wrote, he and Lizzie are in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little cute, but it's also a little annoying. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you ever had those friends who are like newly dating and everything that the other one does is cute and adorable. And you're like, oh my God, spare me. <laughs> yes. Yes, totally. I did write Br- uh, B, Brand- Bradford? Bradford. Bradford? That's his name, it right? It is Bradford, right? I said Bradford. that. I wrote that, but now I'm second guessing myself. Yeah, he's being a little annoying. <laughs> he's being whiny? Did you think he was being? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, get a grip. Lizzie was on the same trip as you. And she looks fresh as a daisy. So Lizzie's, you know, she's made of something special. Like I think so. <laughs> and then and then we have literally the polar opposite of the honeymoon stage with Alex's entrance. Yeah. Yeah, he comes out and he's very excited. Yeah. He's very excited about something. And there's this really funny thing that Lizzie says. She says, he's, he comes out like pumping his fist and he's, he just got off the phone with somebody. And Lizzie says, did your test come back negative? <laughs> your test results come back negative? And he goes, he goes, no, that was yesterday. <laughs> I know. I caught that too. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one too there. I didn't know what test it was. (laughs) It's very funny. Well, I think we're to assume that it's a special kind of test. (laughs) (laughs) It makes all the difference in the world knowing that our faces are on Patreon because I'm like, I people are gonna see your face, my facial expression to you. I'm like (laughs) How did Haley feel about that? I mean Yeah, right. You know, know what I mean? Okay. Anyway, uh yeah, no, he's very excited about a different call. Right. So he got a call from his agent who says that he's made it on this reality show called Dance House. Dance House. Dance House. I spelled it D A N C H A U S. It's something uh like German, <laughs> Germanic or something. I think it's what he was doing that dumb audition for, right? Yeah. But he got on. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, it's exciting. But also, oh, just to to re- rewind a little bit, Bradford says that he's going to be shooting at the Ferndale. And I have no idea what that is. But shooting a podcast? At, I don't I don't understand that either. But anyway, so he invited Lizzie and um, Haley to come along mm-hmm. to his podcast shoot, whatever that is. Right. But anyway, back to Alex. So he made it on this reality show. Haley's excited. She wants to throw him a party. And I wrote, that, okay, this is the point where they go split skis. <laughs> it's like, like, you're leaving me. Let me throw you a party. Yeah. She's like clearly excited. Oh, this problem's out of my hair. <laughs> you know, though, I mean, I guess like, but 
if you get some really exciting career opportunity and your partner's like excited for you, that's that's like healthy, right? I feel right. I, there's an underlying current to the storyline that I'm very troubled by, which we will talk about towards the end of the episode because I get really annoyed at the end of the episode. But, mm. you know, it's just like he he comes out and he's like, oh, I got on the show and it's going to be so amazing. And then she's like, great. And his reaction is like, wait, you're you're not like upset. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, she's just happy for you, dude. Like, who knows what's going on with her, you know, interests. But well, she seems like she has a very securely attached style. Yeah. And he's kind of anxious. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> he but this is the thing that annoys me about that character is he did not he was not like that last episode or last season they totally made him into some clingy whiny you know what so that they could get rid of him yeah yeah they're engineering us to not not like him yeah which is not that he was not like this at all last season no he was sweet he He was he was pretty secure you know yeah maybe his anxious tendencies just started to come out i don't know so so yeah and uh also she wore his she wore his white tights like ruined them oh there was a whole storyline oh yeah she stretched them out (laughs) i'm like girl i feel you (laughs) i feel you because i feel like i'm always the one in the relationship with the bigger thighs date a man who has bigger thighs than me i don't know (laughs) i've been at that point in my life maybe (laughs) (laughs) never know what could happen with aaron in the next decade he'll become a body builder yeah yeah you might really like build some muscle down there you never know (laughs) who knows to be fair alex has very skinny legs (laughs) yeah yeah, for a dancer, that's kind of unusual. Yeah? yeah, aren't they usually really muscular? Yeah, I mean, but anyway, but also like, why is she borrowing his tights? That's gross. I don't understand these. Maybe these... she thought they were hers. Yeah. <laughs> these lines of conversation are cracking me up. It's just like yeah. it's so silly how much they throw in there. That, <laughs> um, yeah. So he's he's clearly disappointed that she's not more upset that he's going to be gone, even though she's clearly just saying, "Go do your thing." Like that's really great, you know. Anyway, yeah. So, on to the next scene. Yes, we we come upon <laughs> Nina and the orchestra committee at. You, they're having drinks. They're looking at the contract. Are you feeling? Are you feeling triggered? Yes. Are you feeling triggered? Yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what did what did I she say? It. What did Cynthia say at the very beginning of it? She was like something like, uh, not being too aggressive. Like she was like. <laughs> Oh, she wanted to play. Oh. Ni- she wanted to be nicer, right? I I did actually write. I have PTSD from contract negotiations. <laughs> it's true. It's no joke. Oh. But the double entendres are plentiful. <laughs> One of them's like, "I can go hard." There, there's a lot of. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot it's hitting us over the head with it. Yeah, so Nina and Cynthia get up to go use the restroom mm-hmm. together. And what happens? They make out passionately. Very awkwardly. In the, in the elevator. <laughs> Is this the first time they've kissed? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was it's awkward. Really awkward. It was like a bump, and then they started to kiss. Like it was, yeah. I mean, maybe that's how maybe that's how it would go if you're like just in the heat of the moment. Maybe it's not that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it was. It felt made me feel very awkward about it. <laughs> like it doesn't seem like maybe Cynthia doesn't do that all the time. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, meanwhile, the guys so... are like drinking. <laughs> Drinking, drinking heavily during- and that's the best way to get through a contract it really made me think like on our next meeting we should do it in the evening and we should have cocktails in hand yes. yeah we need to we yes. need to bring that up to our committee yeah maybe more people will come to like happy hour the orchestra meetings <laughs> yeah if we're all drinking <laughs> sidebar for our lives um i just have to point out this ridiculously stupid line that what's his name Union Bob says when she walks out. Oh, and, what, wait, what? Because she's come back from the bathroom and he goes, tinkle, tinkle, little star. Oh, yeah, that was really inappropriate. It, well, also, it's just so stupid. Gross. Yeah. And creepy weird. and, yeah, ew. Never would I say that to anyone, not even in my household. <laughs> you should say it to the girls the next time they go to the bathroom. I will not be doing that. <laughs> Okay, so we haven't really gotten anywhere with the negotiations, but Cynthia no. made out with someone. That's what we got from that. No. Um, okay, so then we find out that Gloria Gloria has agreed to host Rodrigo at her place since he's this. been evicted. And he just has one very small suitcase that has his necessities in it. The, I noticed this from several points here on out about the rat tail that it's still there yeah. and it's even weirder and looks even more less like it actually has actual hair in it. <laughs> maybe we're inching our way towards getting rid of it once and for all oh i hope so maybe gloria convinces him to like yeah she she seems like she wouldn't be really into a rat tail look a rat tail no um no. yeah i love this i love this scene i like her place feel her place has a vibe and I really like yeah. it. And I like that he's like, I have everything I need right here. Yeah, he's low maintenance. Uh, he's just the best. Aw. But then finally we get to hear Bernadette exactly. Peters sing. I wrote Bernadette Peters gets to sing with that smiley face with the hearts around it. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Finally. It's so great. They really buried the lead. This is like... A whole season and a half in. I wonder if, I wonder if they didn't initially anticipate her using her singing voice at all. Like if they wrote it into the show, they must have. They must have. She's like a Broadway star. Yeah, it's a legend. It's amazing. Um, and they had this beautiful exchange about how she's like, oh, I I couldn't possibly. See. He wants her to sing. Mm-hmm. Like on stage. And she's like, I couldn't possibly. I'm surrounded by these amazing professionals. I'm just an amateur. And he said that amateur comes from the Latin word amare, which means to love. And so you do something for the love of it. And that's like what an amateur does. I was like, that is so lovely. It's uh-huh. <laughs> a great sentiment. Yeah, I love that. He had some good um, quotes in that moment too. Yeah, he says... Well, he had this one that I was just kind of, this is kind of cringy. We are all notes in our existence. If we don't play ourselves, no one will. It's true. It's true, but I kind of cringed. At that <laughs> <Yeah. one. laughs> 
Come on. <laughs> this is the difference between you and me. <laughs> I know. I love it though. <laughs> no, I I was I wrote that as well. Um but I mean, of course at the core it just means like if she has this if she has this gift and she doesn't use it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree with the sentiment. I just thought the words were And she's like humming at the end of the scene, so I think she's feeling inspired, which might mean we get her yeah. in concert. I, maybe she can like help <laughs> the New York Symphony. Bring some life into it or something. Oh, they need something. They do need something. Located in a historic mansion in Tacoma Park, Maryland, you might get the impression that the team at Potter Violins are as formal as the breathtaking building that they work in. But when you go inside, instead you'll find the most relatable, skilled, and friendly staff. Yes, the people at Potter's are what really make it a special place. I love visiting because I know that whoever I work with is not going to make me feel like I'm crazy or just being picky. They're kind of like your favorite bartender. They're great listeners who give you what you need without judgment. <laughs> yeah. Yes, their technicians are not only super talented, creative, and resourceful, they take the time to collaborate with you so that the process of getting your instrument at its best really feels like a partnership. So if you're in the area, definitely stop by and introduce yourself to Chris, Rob, Kimberly, Derek, Jim, Melissa, and the whole team, or visit potterviolins.com to find what you need online. It's so fitting then that their shop is in this beautiful old house because the staff at Potter's really makes it feel like home. So the next scene, so they're on set at this um, Ferndale house, which is where uh, it's apparently got a lot of history as far as musicians are concerned. And they meet this older gentleman. His name is Marcello Galitelli. Yes, Galitelli. He's an oboist. Is that his real, like, real life name? We need to look him up. I meant to. Yeah, I meant to also, but let's see. I'm going to Google. I he had a completely different name in the credits. Oh. It was Anton something. But maybe but maybe that person is an oboist. Yeah. Or you're right, maybe someone named Galatelli was an oboist and he was playing. Galatelli. Him. Yeah, I get the feeling this is like a retirement Oboe. home that houses a lot of musicians. But maybe it's an apartment building that houses a lot of musicians. I guess we'll find out. Okay, hang on. Uh, this whole scene was so precious. I loved everything. I, I wrote about it. this is my favorite scene in this show. So same, far. same. Yeah, I I have like really fond memories of when I was in when I was in Philly. Um, I studied with. I took rep class with someone who was in his late seventies, early eighties at the time, and I had mm-hmm. coachings with a cellist who was in his 90s at the time, both like just Philadelphia historians, basically. And um, especially with the rep class, we would go to this person's house. And so it was very much like a historic home in Philadelphia. And he would sit there and he would just tell the stories. And and it was like the best. It was the best. It was so, ugh, I love this scene too so much. Just yes. made me so happy. I had a, I had a teacher... Um, Ray Scavelli. That's right. Who oh, is a former member of the National Symphony. And my lessons would literally be no less than two hours long. <laughs> yeah. No less. And most of the times he would be telling me about all these conductors who he played under. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Yes. Like I, it was just unbelievable. Oh. Just the history and the stories. Yeah. And so I, I loved this. Yeah. So she, yeah, he's telling her all these stories and, and she, he has a couple oboes and he's like, yeah, this is the one I use for Baroque. And this is the one I use for everything else. And he's like, you should play it. And I'm like, okay. And she pulls out a reed and I'm like, where's this reed from? Oboists. Oboists, do you share <laughs> Do you keep your reeds? reeds or do you just like keep reeds in your purse like at all times just in case? I bet they do. <laughs> it's a question for Alicia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I bet they do. It was, it was just like so delightful all the way around. Except that, yeah, she just like whips out a reed and plays an oboe and isn't warmed up at all. And she just plays a beautiful solo from Scheherazade. So, yeah, you know, like they do. But yeah, yeah, it was. He was talking about Puccini, that Puccini opera, and (laughs) they're playing it in the soundtrack. And I'm like, friend, that is not an oboe solo in the beginning. That is a clarinet solo. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, (laughs) are we supposed to be listening to the oboe solo? Because that's how that is. (laughs) It's a clarinet solo. Um, but yeah, and we find out at the end of this episode, oh my gosh, and they're making cocktails. It's just like so great. Um, we find out at the end of the episode that Haley decides, you know, she's going to let Brad and Lizzie do their thing because they're really doing well and she's going to move right. out on her own. Right, right. So that's what I'm wondering if this is a, if I wonder if this is an apartment building that like she's going to live in, then I know it's not a retirement home. But I was kind of thinking it was like a retirement home, but maybe not. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It was just so but what lovely. a happy encounter in there in the in the courtyard. They met this wonderful... Oh, the whole thing. Musician. So good. So good. Yeah. And then we flash to this random scene where there's this conductor <laughs> having a heart attack on a treadmill whilst conducting Beethoven 5. He overexerted himself really, yeah, really he got hard. <laughs> too into it. And oh my God, he's called heart attack guy in the credits. No. <laughs> His character does not even have a name. Heart attack guy. I love it. I was like, I, I, I wrote, OMG, who is this guy that fell off the treadmill to Beethoven 5 with a laughing face? And then I wrote, wait, he died? Yes. He died. And apparently he was the guest conductor that was supposed <laughs> yes. to conduct the New York Symphony the na- the, on the next concert. So they had to find somebody new, mm-hmm. called around to all their usuals, and they came across this guy whose name is Lennox. Yes. He's a prodigy, apparently, prodigy conductor. And Rodrigo, this is a surprise to Rodrigo. So he comes in while rehearsal is already in progress, mm-hmm. and he comes on stage and this guy's conducting. And they have a couple words. And he's young. He's cute. He goes, two of my idols from the older generation. <laughs> yes. And of course, Thomas is not unbothered because he's been through it already. Yeah. And so he has this line where he says, what am I supposed to do? This Ferrari is idling with the keys in it. <laughs> Referring to the symphony. Wouldn't the orchestra musicians just be like... Who is this guy? Like, why uh, I wrote, that that's one? a stretch. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a personality. He's going to be one to watch. Um, yeah. His, his, his entrance is very brief. And then, um, and then he, and then you hear a baby cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he turns around. There's a surprise baby. Allegra non-tropos on his back. Yes. Eye roll emoji. Eye roll major. Eye roll. I wrote, oh boy. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess Lennox is going to be a new a new dynamic to deal with. I like it. He's going to spice things up. Yes. Make Rodrigo feel old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then we we see that Haley and Alex are taking a walk by the already. river. And here we are. This is what you said earlier. Saw this coming. How, yeah. Alex is upset that Haley isn't upset. Yeah. And what kind that is like the worst argument to have she's just like, like can you being positive about his about his gig and he's like do, he says don't manage my feelings and then all of a sudden he turns around and he's managing hers right no he's a big no. he's a big gigantic baby you did yeah. your job writers he's yeah. a loser and i'm like excited that he's going to don's house <laughs> yeah but he is more appropriate for her than rodrigo she hasn't met her guy yet arguably <laughs> Anyway, anyway, if if he had been like season one, Alex, yeah, he'd you're right. Season, season one, one Alex. Alex was great. Season two, yeah. Alex, go away. Yeah. We're done with you. <laughs> so, and then uh, they're back on the softball softball diamond <laughs> with the Broadway jazz bands as their <laughs> opponent, jazz hands, <laughs> the jazz hands. <laughs> I missed the, the it. I saw team. that they were doing jazz hands, but I did not realize that was the team name. That's their team name. <laughs> the Broadway, Broadway jazz hands. <laughs> the maestro's hiding in the tree. Yes. Because yeah. he doesn't want to be the and, bad guy because he's not the bad guy. He's not meant right. to be the bad guy. and He didn't want to cancel their softball season. Nope. But then again. And he's, <laughs> he's still hurt. That Haley had fun at the donor event. <laughs> and then like, get over it. She had a couple of drinks. Yeah. She probably improved donor relations that night. Yeah. I don't even know that he is aware. I don't think he's aware at all of how he feels. I think he's like yeah. clueless about it. He just bothered, but he doesn't know that he's bothered. He doesn't know why he's bothered. And mm-hmm. that's going to come to a head at some point, right? Yeah. yeah. Probably pretty soon here. Uh, but in the meantime, oh, what did he say? He said, I'm glad you're not getting distraction by the social distractions. <laughs> it's like literally what he said to him. Why is one to talk? <laughs> Who just had an orgy at his house? <laughs> I think it was him. Oh, not my Haley. God. Can we back up for a second? I We, we yeah. just forgot to mention this in the scene when he was at Gloria's house. And he's using her eye cream. And he has it just like as a – he's using it like – you know, like war paint. Like he has it like yeah. painted around his eyes. And then he yes. goes in and they're talking about like just – him and he's asking her <laughs> he asked her if he thinks she has if she thinks he has goat skin <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember her response but it made me laugh that he was like insecure about it <laughs> yeah but also i was like that didn't make any that comment made no sense so it's <laughs> very funny anyway okay i'm sorry i I, t- I went out of order but had to no that's fine um that's great and then Betty. Yeah, so there's some trash talking going on. Betty is at bat. And the pitcher and she are having some words about, I don't know, they're just trading insults back and forth. Well, it gets so heated that Betty rushes the rushes the mound. Well, he hits her. He throws the ball at he hits yes. her with it, which <laughs> so she you know, rushes them in a real baseball game. That is that's that's like a fight waiting to happen. <laughs> 
Yeah. I I was so thinking that was the injury. I was like, oh no, he hit her shoulder. Like she's not going to be able to play. And then, yeah, she rushes the pitching mound. <laughs> and uh, she hurts her finger. Like breaks it. We see it. And she, yeah. yeah lucky and us. she can't oboe. She can't oboe because she breaks her finger. Which, of course, then means Rodrigo was right about the softball team. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, yes. <laughs> so we end the and then so she, yeah yeah so she's like she's like so i guess you're the one Haley, that's going to mexico right and i was like why in all caps why is Haley going to mexico she's a sub <laughs> <laughs> or or if she is she shouldn't be playing principal it should be someone from the section no she's like fifth chair didn't we hash that out last season <laughs> Maybe she's been. She's like fifth in line. Maybe she's been playing third or fourth recently. Maybe they have to take three or four. I don't know. But <laughs> I did. Did we talk about this, with Alicia? How many do they have rostered? Like actually rostered? Is it three? Oh, I forget. Richmond has two, and then an English horn slash third. Right. That's usually the way it is. But maybe for things like so, Mahler, yeah. maybe they're programmed Mahler whatever it was they were talking about eight but seriously though she's gonna play principal on the tour that's insane that would never happen it would never happen no but we're gonna see it happen. <laughs> brace myself yes i'm gonna brace myself yeah so you know what it is i feel like attacked for the second third yeah <laughs> and fourth shares oboe yeah she's like uh yeah they're You're they're surfing. gonna be like i earned this job and this girl's just gonna jump ahead of me in line yeah i don't know and she's fine but she's no like i don't know she get uh, what's his name yeah marcello galliatelli yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have enough experience no anyway so that's the way this one wraps that we learned that Haley is going to Mexico. So I wonder if that means Mexico is the next, I wonder if the tour is happening in the next episode. Cool. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't mind. That'd be very Rodrigo heavy probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't get enough, except it would be nice if he would cut the rat tail off. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, that would be good. That would be good character development in, in my book. <laughs> yes. So we'll pick up with that one in a couple weeks. Yeah, let us know. Let us know if the rat tail is bothering you. I know. I want to know. And maybe we're just we're just like really sensitive to hair. <laughs> it's really picky. <laughs> anyway, join us next time. Thank you so much for listening today. If you loved this episode, consider writing us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Thanks also to our season sponsor, Potter Violins. If you'd like to support the podcast and get access to bonus content, consider joining our Patreon community. You can buy all your musician-centric merch, including shirts, water bottles, koozies, and a variety of other fun items. Our theme music was written and produced by J.P. Wogeman and is performed by Steph and myself. Our episodes are produced by Liz O'Hara and edited by Emily McMahon. Thanks again for listening. Let's talk soon. Bye.